Welcome to Full Stack Business Owner, where we are enhancing your full stack of skills to build wealth inside and outside your business. If you're not already, you need to make sure that you're on the newsletter. Charlie sends nudes. They're the greatest things that you need to see. Jump on the newsletter. Go to fullstackbusinessowner.com forward slash newsletter. We're trying to make it like OnlyFans. Get on it. It's free. It's cheap. Charlie sends great emails. That's all I'm going to say about it. Fullstackbusinessowner.com forward slash newsletter. Sometimes we drizzle in some stuff about wealth creation for you inside and outside your business, but you just need to get in on it. Now, before we get started, before I get sued, Charlie, I need a cue disclaimer before people unsubscribe. Charlie here from Full Stack Business Owner. I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Full Stack Business Owner team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you financial advice or pick investment products. We highly encourage you seek out and engage the use of professionals when making financial decisions or comparing investment products. All right, Grant, thank you so much for uh, giving the email list a good promo. I suspect we're going to get way more people actually opt in and read the newsletter now. What We should send out emails like these like titled nudes and just see which one gets better open rates. It's probably a spam filter on that, right? We'll get it probably list. is a spam filter. Anyway, bringing uh, the topic of today in, we won't just uh, spout our nonsense on this episode. I want to make it really impactful. I've had an interesting week. I've actually had an interesting week and I don't know about uh, yourself, Grant, but sometimes like you might have something happen to you once and you'd be like, oh, it's an anomaly. It's a little blip. You might have something happen to you twice. You go, oh, that's a coincidence, maybe a bit of serendipity. But when you have something keep popping up, I feel like it's a sign that you should be paying attention to it. It's something that you want to take notice of. Now, the, the thing I've noticed this week is that I've actually came across quite a few business owners that are in what I would call the grind, they're very much in a state of feeling a huge amount of pressure and stress to earn and perform in their business right now. Like they need to make money today. Mm. And you can see that it's causing a whole bunch of challenges. The biggest one I note is that they're working massively harder, longer than they should be. And they're also making very short-term decisions because they need money today rather than playing a longer, more enjoyable game to business. And it really showed up, and I know we're going to dig into this, but it's like just how fast they were talking compared to me. Just the way they were thinking about things compared to me in these conversations, I was like, this is um, scary, in all honesty. Like, and I remember that for myself. And I'll go through some examples here. Is One, I know someone who basically is hating what they're doing in business right now and they're just putting pressure on themselves to earn and earn and earn so they can take on riskier and riskier investments because they hate their business. Yep. And they're just in this like grind loop of like, uh, 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 it's like it scares the shit out of me. And I, the investment risk they're taking also scares me in a big way because I think if markets were to turn or things were to change, they are actually playing potentially a wipeout event. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that completely across multiple people. The other, the other thing that I've been seeing is the volume of things that people are trying to execute on. Like it's like what is the the analogy of like chasing like two rabbits or three rabbits at one time and you catch none. <laughs> it's like and it's a symptom of exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you, so you see that again when someone isn't potentially making the money they want or aren't at a level of uh, financial independence that you will see them constantly tracing the new and shiny. It's it's really, really fascinating. So that, that was one. I want to go on to the next one though. The next one was is like I know someone who has a, a really good business and um, they're sitting there and they're looking at it and they're contemplating starting a new little side business because it's a better short-term cash grab. Because someone's pinged them or two people have pinged them saying, hey, 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 can you do this? <laughs> and they're like, oh, there's might be demand here As instead of actually going, no, I stay in this lane. This is what I do very well. It's profitable. It's scalable. Duh, as opposed to going, maybe I just want that additional cash as well. Hugely so. And then uh, the third one I'll say, and like oh, we did get some nice messages about our last podcast episode about uh, the idea of like if you're early into a market and then other people come into it, like your SEO story. So let, let's say you did SEO when no one else was doing SEO and then like you were first, so business was easy and you make good money. But as more people enter the space and it becomes that race to the bottom in competitiveness – 
they just end up working harder and burning out and burning out and it's just like this mentality but it's like they end up hating their business because all they can do is just work harder and harder and then you get the symptom of pressure to earn and stress once again. Did you see that message that we got where they, in order for them to compete, they made it cheaper and they provided more services at the same time to combat as opposed to going for like another unique sales proposition? Like going, great, first to market's awesome for a couple of years, but now how do you reinvent yourself? It's like, no, 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 I reinvent myself by going cheaper and providing more. Like, no, 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 that's a race to the bottom. I'm yet to see proof that thinning your margin is a good idea. (laughs) I don't think this. Yeah, I don't think that's a strategy. But anyway, I wanted to package this up and I think there's a really good question for business owners to ask themselves is like, is pursuing financial independence a good goal? And to put frame around that, in my own life, one of the things that has made a huge impact, and we're going to dig into this, is that I can stop work today if I wanted to. I never have to work again if I don't want to. Um, I choose to and I get to. And uh, it's a very, very different experience for me in the world versus someone who's like in that grind we just spoke about, in that suffering stage of business. And I more or less want business owners to uh, be thinking about this differently because many people think that financial independence is something you achieve much later on. And like that's almost setting yourself up to like grind into your 60s and suffer and sacrifice and like be – in all honesty, a highly stressed and highly anxious person for a long time, and I just think that's the wrong mentality. I, I don't like it, and I don't think it, I don't think it like unlocks this certain thing. Like the way that I think about it is, financial independence is not a, like a destination. It's not like a goal. Like it's you'll hit it, but then you'll continue kind of keep going. Like one of my co-founders of another software company, um, uh, so he's older, he's about sixty odd. Uh, he sold out of two other companies, became financially independent completely and utterly. And the funny thing is, he's 60. Did he go into retirement? No, he actually turned around and said, Grant, I feel more aware. I enjoy business more. And holy smokes, I should have done this a lot sooner <laughs> than 60. And so he actually went back in. He said he was like doing two days a week because he's like, this is not the goal that I thought it might be. See, I I almost want to pick on your language there a little bit because I disagree, right? You've confused financial independence and retirement. That's a valid You've made that the same thing. And I'm like, that's not the same thing at all. Like just because you're financially independent doesn't mean you have to retire. But do you think that people think about it? Because the amount of business owners that I talk to that want to go for a big exit, want to have like positive cash flow that covers all of their expenses so they don't have to work – I almost think that's where people are running towards as opposed to it just being a milestone on a bigger journey. All right, you ready? Uh, I think many business owners have built crappy businesses that they want to escape from. So <laughs> retirement <laughs> is the goal. <laughs> no, hey, do you know what's getting, funny? If you yeah. talk to them, this is the thing, right? Have you heard this story? Just tell me and I'm, I'm going to watch your face as I, I go into this. Have you ever like seen a business owner that's trying to pursue like a financial goal to retire so they can have a break and then start the business they actually want to do? <laughs> yes. It was funny. I um, So I've got quite a few friends that are quite successful and I always do the one scenario. It's like imagine you sold your business for $40 million today, right? You'll travel the world and you do all these things. Like I lived overseas for seven years. I'm like, and you'll get sick of it. Reading books on a beach only lasts so long. What do you do after one or two years of you getting bored and maybe starting a family doing all these things? And I'm like, I'll start another business. I'm like, great, wait one second. Do you get... Do you just hire a whole heap of people to run the business for you as an investment? You just don't do any hours. And like, no, that's boring. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Do you do 10 hours, 20 hours, 30 hours, 40 hours? And they're like, oh, well, I want to do decent days work because I like the challenge and I like doing it. I'm like, so you've got $40 million in a bank account and what you're going to do next is get back into business. <laughs> and I'm like, so it's not it's not this destination you're looking for because it's the, it's the journey, it's the challenges, it's the... I know the mental sport is what we all enjoy. The downside is that people feel like they have to do these things because of financial pressures and things like that versus it's the need to earn. I actually think this is all symptomatic of the need to earn. I think many business owners stay in bad businesses, businesses they don't enjoy, or perhaps not even uh, pursuing like services or things they could do because they have monthly bills to pay. Mm -hmm. And because they never cross out of that path, or have built enough wealth to the side of their business where their investments can cover their lifestyle, I don't think many people ever actually really get to play the game of business. Yeah, I feel like they're they're playing the game of business in a way where they have to earn, and I think that's a terrible way to play it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's playing it not to lose versus playing it to win or just playing to enjoy it. Exactly. And I, I again, it's like, well, dig it. Let's go into some of these points because I think it'll unpack some of these differences from here. Go for so it. the way we've done this episode is um, what we're going to do is we're going to go into the different areas of life and I'm going to talk about, and Grant, of course, is going to talk about as well, like how they've been impacted since uh, achieving financial independence. And really, I'm trying to sell you on the idea of why you should pursue this as well or why it could be a good idea for you as well. Let's do it, all right? Let's do it. Let's, I, right. I, I just want to pick out the pursue word and what you've said is really important for people. Right? Just start pursuing. It's not just push to get there, like just pursuing. It's like key. And I, want I don't want to pretend and say it's easy either. No. This has been really hard to get here. I'd probably yep. do it different in hindsight, but at, this, at the same time, it's like I'm enjoying it a lot. All right, so let's just talk about business one. The business one is is the first one here we're going to dig into is like how we, how is business different for me today versus let's say when I was uh, in that area where I needed to earn. What, what was it like back a couple of years ago, Charlie? I think I had to like feed the machine mentality, like yeah. anything that was like uh, – and I used to think of it like the sausage factory. So it's like if there was the ability to make money, I would say yes to things. Where today, my like, I will say no to anything. If it's a person I don't want to work with, I'll just say no. If it's a type of work I don't want to do, I just say no. If it's going to impact my lifestyle in a way I won't enjoy, I'll just say no. Yeah. Is that, do you also see it from a business perspective? Like, if, if the business model is not scalable enough, if it doesn't sort of go, like, if it's, if it's a business model that forces you to come into the business and operate things that you don't want to do, even though it could be a good opportunity, you'll also say no. Like there are so many more mechanisms that you're looking at, which is not just the game of profitability, which is what most business owners are probably listening to this going, oh, but it's profitable. And you're like, yeah, but I don't want to do that type of work. Like that's not enjoyable to me. Like that is not the type of business I want to operate. I'll give you some examples, right? So I actually mentor a few guys, not, not many, just a few guys, because I think if I mentored a lot of people, uh, it would burn me out. It's very like high impact, um, not high, it is high impact, but it's like, it's very like, it would be draining work for me to get on calls every day and coach people for eight hours a day. I think that's a very heavy work. And for the people that can do it and it suits them, best of luck to you. But for me, it isn't. Where I actually mentor a few guys because it gives me fulfillment. I love passing on the things I've learned in business and then seeing them succeed with it. Like it's awesome. It's really, really awesome. But I don't want to do that eight hours a day, Monday to Friday. Like that would not be awesome. And yeah. Yeah. And I like that I can be there for those guys. Or if I, you know, if they call me and they need something, I'm not so busy doing something else that I can't have that call. So it's like, I I get to very much choose the things I take on in business. And why I use that example is it's not scalable or leverageable or a good business model for me. I can clearly make more money in other areas, but I just found it actually makes my life better. Like I enjoy being able to have that giving back mentality in business in a way. Yeah. Um, one big thing for myself, uh, and obviously this comes with like uh, not having that financial pressure, is the way that I look at uh, sort of the risk that I take on in businesses, right, where I look at it more of a risk uh, against myself and what my capabilities are of as opposed to sort of what you were mentioning previously around the risk of what's the impact to employees, what's the impact to my family, what's the impact to all of these other things because wealth already comes into the family. There are all of these other things that are there where I'm like now the risk can be completely on in business where I'm like if it burns or it doesn't work, there's no problems at all. Like it's like, well, I just go and start again, right? Or I go and step into a completely different thing. The the concept of being from that I have to do I have to do this sale to pay for rent. I have to do this sale to pay for school fees. I have to do this sale from a no, those things are covered. Now I get to do these things and I get to choose the risk that I play because if it burns to the ground, no one's gonna sort of kneecap me. <laughs> Hazel's not gonna come through and be like, Oh, where's the money? Because I'm like, the money's already there. Like it's still there, it's still getting produced, it's still doing all these things, which means I could be completely risk on. And it's not going to impact my home life. It's not going to put unnecessary pressure on me, but it's a challenge that I might want to to do. Do you know what's interesting in this? This is one of the things I noticed. When I used to take on projects that I knew were going to be hard or it wasn't the right client or we didn't really weren't set up for it or whatever it was, but just knew it wasn't something good to take on, I was doing it for the money. It used to cause carnage and probably wasn't as profitable as it could have been. 
So what's fascinating is since I don't take those things on and only take on things that like I've got room to take on good clients I want to work with or good projects I want to work with, they're actually way more profitable. <laughs> it was like, so it's like it's a cruelty. It was one of the points that I was going to cover off in the end as we sort of run through these bullet points was like the flywheel. Like inadvertently it actually makes like creates better outcomes, better profitability. And it, it was one of these sort of um, awarenesses that I have of like coming in from behind, right? So in business as like as you're t- potentially starting out or as you have this I need to mentality, like you're always playing behind everybody else where everyone else is just coming at it from an abundance perspective. Look, they can think clearer. They can play this game where they're, they're looking at the business with a complete mental clarity. Like I know you and I speak a lot about business models and what we're going to be executing next and we, we test a lot of different things and we test it with team. We put our own money in because we said, well, if it's not scalable, if it's not scalable outside of you and I, why would we do it, right? Because then it's just pulling us into a job. And so every time we look at something, it's like, well, how can we play this long game where it's not us grinding Monday to Sunday, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. and putting pressure on family and stuff like that. It's like, how can we do this thing so it's sustainable, it's enjoyable, it's scalable, it's, it produces what it should be producing as a profitable business. So I completely was- agree with that. The, the long game mentality is so strong. Like you no longer, and I notice this in myself hugely, it's when you no longer need to make money in the month you no longer are thinking from that frame. Yes. Like I'm completely yep. like, and this podcast is the best example. Like I'm like, what w- could full stack be in five years? Completely. Where the old version of me that was in that grind and suffering is like just thinking about, well, how do I get my monthly recurring revenue up? That's, that's like literally all I used to think about. So I'm curious. I'm going to ask you a tough question just because Go I can. And I have, I have my own point on it because there'll be quite a few people listening to this going, Yes, but you got to remember you're just more advanced in where you're at in business than I am now and I need to grind and do all of these things in order to achieve some level of financial independence. So what would you say to those people? Because I, I feel for them and you and I have spoken to quite a few of them and they reach out uh, by replying to your email. Um, like what would you say to them? Because it's true. Like they, they do need to go through some kind of journey to get to a milestone that is a financial independence or even to start working towards it. So what would your response to them be? First off, I think everyone, every business owner should go through a period of eating glass to see what they're really capable of. If I didn't have the pressure to earn initially, I don't think it ever would have shown me um, what I was really capable of and what I could achieve. So I think a little bit of that is really good. But eventually you get to a point where you realize that isn't sustainable and it's not a good idea. If you have just that amount of cortisol and stress in you for too long, it will literally kill you. So it's like it's it's not a good good long term plan. Um, second to that is that I think of it it's almost like weight loss. So if someone's like twenty kilos overweight, right? You don't have to lose the whole twenty kilos before you get the benefit. Yeah, right. It's so when you're like, analogy. yeah, when you lose ten kilos, right? Let's say you've lost half the weight. Well, suddenly your joints don't hurt as much. I mean, you haven't lost all the weight, right? You still need there's still more work to do, but there's benefits to be had. So uh, in my own journey, I look at this and say, like, when I got to a place which I'll call, like, financially comfortable. So this is when it's like if I had significant buffers, maybe I've built up about half the net worth I need to um, be financially independent. And it's like if something goes wrong this month, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. Like I know I can get through this time if things were to be um, difficult. I think it's just that intertwined relationship is true, but then when you reach financial independence, so when you truly don't need to work, it's like you the experience is is much greater. Yeah. I will, I'll, I'll even give you a percentage, right? Once you hit like a place where you're financially comfortable, I think it takes the pressure off like 30, 40%. But when you become actually financially independent and you're like, I, I got up today, right? I grabbed a cup of coffee. And I'm like, I don't have, I don't have to do anything today. I choose to do this. I get to do this. It's like the excitement and joy to come and podcast with you or play in business with you is like, it's so significantly. It's like I used to approach my weekends. Yes, you know that yeah. excitement you have for like hobbies, where it's like, oh, I'm going to go and like, in my case, ride my bike on the weekend, mm-hmm. or go hunting, or go fishing, or whatever someone's hobby is. You know that feeling you get when it's like you're looking forward to the parts of your life you actually enjoy. Yep. 
that just becomes every day. Uh, yeah, because I completely like that. And just for everyone listening, like Charlie and I ping each other on a Sunday night getting excited for the Monday because people are around. We're like, oh, my God. So like, because it's it's that enjoyable sport. And I loved what you shared there because it's like these levels uh, of the journey towards like a financial independence. Is like, and again, I'll use a milestone, right? Because once you hit it, you'll start like upgrading your life and you'll need to hit it again or you'll do whatever you need to do. It's Everyone goes on their own journey. But those deposits, and we've spoken quite a lot around, like I love it when business owners get started on this $5,000 a month investing into like their own wealth, right? And just think of that like a deposit, like to use your great analogy of like losing weight, it's like losing a kilo every month, right? It's like every month losing a kilo, losing a kilo, losing a kilo, and it's progressing me towards something. So I was like, great, I'm going to put $5,000 in for an investment, for an investment, for an investment. And that is you just chipping away on this journey. And to your point, like the next milestone might be 50% towards whatever your financial independence goal is. Well, great. Now what happens? Well, now you're starting to enjoy some of these other points in business. Like, oh, maybe I don't need to do that little project anymore. Why? Because I don't have this pressure. Like, oh, stop no. taking on that client that I don't like. Exactly. Sack a client you don't like or stop <laughs> delivering a product you don't like. It's like, and we've done those things. Completely. And it's like, uh, we could tell more stories on this one um, at, at length, but um, I wholeheartedly, and I, I must admit, I do struggle talking about this in a way because I think me being financially independent sometimes makes me unrelatable. Um, so, like, I hate the idea of being that rich asshole on the podcast or something that's just like spouting it. But I do think it's really important to share these things because I don't think there's enough business owners out there actually like painting the picture of like how good and enjoyable business becomes once you achieve this. And the journey like, on the on the road there and like how it's like uh, you would have read all the articles about people who like sold for $100 million and they're like, ah, now, like, ah, now I can do anything. And then you're like listening to them on podcasts and you're just like, I just can't relate to you. <laughs> like you have done the thing and I just, I'm not there. But this is like, hey, I've gone through all of those steps. There was no massive exit to get to where you're at. There was no massive event. It's no, I've eaten glass and I've slowly not eaten as much glass and I've kind of progressed to where the journey is, as as have I. Like, I, I completely get you. And I relate to you, Charlie. Can I throw one more thing on it, though? Do you know what yeah. I also find interesting? When I was in that, like, earlier years of business or even, like, you know, we'll call it five years ago today, is, like, I, it's like the dopamine hit used to come from, like, buying a new car, going on an expensive holiday. Like, I used to, like, every time I made money, like, the way I would just spend it on things and, like, not realizing that, hang on, that's taking me away from this financial independence thing. Where today, the more financially independent I become, that's where I get the enjoyment. It's kind of a very different thing. And that's not to say I don't buy nice things. I clearly do. Right? Anyone who knows me is like- uh, The photos of the W are great, Charlie. It's awesome. <laughs> Should I just flex my new Apple Watch here as well, right? The brand, brand new Series 8 one? No. <laughs> totally. And because they don't have a, they don't have somewhere that they're progressing towards, and that's exactly, exactly. why. Or I think if they yeah. like they you will get enjoyment seeing the progress of the weight. And weight loss is the best example here, right? Have you ever seen somebody who loses ten kilos and then suddenly they're on their way to like they get their, they enjoy going to the gym rather than like health and fitness becomes enjoyable for them where it was a burden initially. And I can't wait to continue riffing off on that one. So what what's the next one, Charlie? What's the next point? All right. Well, so that's the business side of things. And uh, I hope the many business owners, again, it's like it highlights how good it can be if you, you are operating from that place. The next one I want to dig into is the wealth one, right? And I think this is another one where, again, symptomatically, I've seen business owners that when they dislike their business because of this pressure to earn, they take massive risk in investing because they want to get there quickly. And that was definitely me. Like, and I will again stick my hand up in here and going like, we bought uh, like ten houses in the space of two years. <laughs> so just to say, touch aggressive, <laughs> a little bit aggressive. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not actually like that anymore. Yeah, I really look at it to now, and I go like, I am much more of the idea. I want to stay rich. And I know that's a, a very cliche word, or stay wealthy, or stay financially independent. Really, is what I should have said there rather than like the endless pursuit of taking more and more risk uh, for no reason. Yeah. So like that's definitely changed in a huge way for me. Is like I'm much more patient than I was towards like acquiring assets. And I only want to like, uh, what is it? I want to be like a vulture. 
I want to be like waiting in the skies for like really good opportunities and just picking off things in the right timing rather than this, I've got to buy a property every year or 10 every two years type mentality. This is now going to be a 60-second snippet with a picture of you with a vulture, <laughs> which is like just hovering over like these investment properties. But I, but I agree. Like to the point where well, I, I want to always come back to these sort of deposits. It's like, yes, you bought 10 properties in a two-year period. And is that replicatable for a lot of people listening to this? No, <laughs> probably not. However, I, I don't know, man. Like we're business owners. Like if you've got the – I think this is where business owners get this unfair advantage. A lot of people who are employed on fixed incomes would struggle with that. But if you've had some good years in business and the ability to earn more, it's like you can do that. You can totally do that. Completely fair. That's a fair comment. It's more coming back to like the the deposits into the wealth. But then it's like, well, now you've worked hard to build those deposits. Why Why would you risk them? Like if you're going hard to start chipping away at it, it's almost like the, and especially the way that Charlie, you and I talk about sort of the personal wealth investment side, it is, it's pretty safe. Like we do real big risk off strategies of like decent deposits and easy sort of scalable properties that seem to have like good metrics that sit behind it. But that's the whole point is so that we can focus on the business. And so like, why would you risk all of these things that are defining what your financial independence is or what your financial independence is working towards, like buying these investments just because you want to get there quicker. Because it comes back to that conversation that we had just a a second ago, Charlie, around like, well, if you sold your business for $40 million and then went and sort of sat on some beaches and stuff like that and you came back, what what are you going to do? We're probably going to run business again. Awesome. So run the business you want to run and then fill the bucket as you go. Um, One of the big things for me that changed and it's – yeah, it's kind of like that that journey, like the wealth journey I appreciate more. And I think of it like sort of chess, if you will, where I'm, I feel like I'm more assessing the board and I'm willing to accept cash in a bank account because of all of the things that I can play. And that's from a wealth perspective as well as a business perspective. So I know you and I have had conversations around let's go a little bit harder in business and we won't invest a heap more in wealth creation. Why? Because we think that that might be a really good investment for us right now versus going and buying more particular types of property or particular types of anything else. And I don't want to financial info, uh, information disclaimer. Yeah, I was going to say, we can't time. actually give any financial <laughs> advice. Be, to be careful, you're dancing on a thin line here. <laughs> yeah, and so for me personally, and I know we've, we've spoken about it, like that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I don't, why would I risk this great, comfortable financial position because I want to get to financial independence quicker. I'm just like, no, I just want to continue to put deposits into it. And so for me, the way that I've also done wealth has changed or the way that I approach wealth creation has changed. The more that I earn, the more that I have, because it's like, it's not this unnecessary pressure for it anymore. It's already there. How do I just continue to build on top of it, build on top of it, build on top of it, because it will continue to grow. You know that saying where like money doesn't buy happiness? You know, people used to say that. And do you know what? I, when I heard that, I always used to say, yeah, I'd go, but that's because you've got money, right? <laughs> and I, I go, uh, what was it? You know, money doesn't buy happiness, but but I'll check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always saw the one, but, I, but it certainly helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree on that one. But the, the point being is I, I actually look at that and like it would be easy for me to sit here and say is like, oh, you know, like I really wish I could look back and like slow down and enjoyed the journey of buying property more because it's a lot of fun experiences and like I did certainly rush at times to the next one. But I'd almost say is like I really do feel that if you have the ability to be financially independent at an earlier point in your life, you should pursue that because mm-hmm. it's like it does have a significant difference in outcome. Of course, like without taking stupid risk or wipeout events, like doing it in a safe way that is achievable is probably the key construct around that. But it's like it is a very, very worthy pursuit here when it comes to wealth. But it will change for you. Like once you hit that, you'll view wealth in a very, very different way. Can I share, can I share a story here? Because I'll, I'll get vulnerable for a second, Charlie, after my great jokes right at the start of the episode. <laughs> I'll get a bit vulnerable. So we've so gone the, from like nudes, selling nudes on the this. email list to then like actually talking about the idea of like why being financially imp- independent is so important for business owners. It's completely. It's relatable. Uh, so for me personally, 
So I, I was fortunate to be quite successful in businesses where uh, transparently the equity value of the money that we were raising, seven figures in, in business value. So if the business sold, I'd walk away a millionaire. However, I never felt wealthy or comfortable because it was in a business. It, it, and this, I know you and I have spoken about this before. It wasn't until I actually started generating the wealth outside of the business concept where I actually started feeling completely comfortable, right? To the extent that I have less paper wealth outside of business, like in sort of Hazel, my personal name, now, but I feel 10 times more comfortable and I'm more than happy to take better business risks because of that wealth that is generated outside of the business. And that comes from a point of the journey, not the destination. Like I will make money when these things sell, when they exit and someone acquires and all those things. But holy smokes, like when is that? There's still risk that sits across it. Is that because it's got like a, um, there's no diversification? Like is that because of the risk of the asset? But it's, it's a business. It's completely risky. Like the industry could change. The Someone else could come out with a similar piece of software. Like all of these things can change it and it's not guaranteed. It's not like a house is a house. Right? Like it's physical. Like it will always be worth something. But yeah, this thing could go down. Full disclaimer, house prices can go down. But uh, Completely. I do see what you mean there is like the idea that a business can go to zero carries like a massively higher risk than a house in, in my opinion. Completely. Like there will always be some kind of demand around something. Like, there is a floor price of houses, whether it's a rebuild cost or whether it's a whatever it is. I'm like, and so I'm like, oh, this is interesting. But the second part of it, which is comes back into the wealth concept, is these businesses where I've got equity in it, they're not really cash flow producing for me. So it's not like I can go and really sort of live off these things. And so I really wanted to sort of paint that picture and the difference of sort of all these sort of journeys that people want to take of like a big exit and someone will acquire me and it's going to feel great at that point in time. Second, I moved away from that, which I was on that journey for five years into a, how do I do these daily deposits and go and build like wealth outside of businesses and do all this kind of stuff. That's when my ability and my clarity of thinking around wealth, clarity of thinking around business completely <laughs> changed where it's incomparable now. Do you know what? As I think about it, I've actually seen you change on this journey. Fundamentally. Uh, yeah. When you were like deep in the, uh, I won't name the project, but when you were deep inside that uh, company, like building that company and everything was going on, I would say that was a much more stressful period of your life. And you were probably operating from that grind mentality we've mentioned a few times. Com- completely. And that was because I wasn't making as many deposits outside of the business in wealth. Even though, dude, to anybody else, I looked on paper, successful. Oh my gosh, you've got a company that's worth eight figures. Oh my gosh, like you're sitting on boards and all these things. But no, like it doesn't change. Never helped me from a wealth perspective. So I wanted, I wanted to share that. I hope that was helpful. I think it's a very worthy share. Like if everything you have is just in your business, regardless if you're going for an exit or trying to make cash from it, like that risk will cause pressure and stress. Because I think, and I'll even go in, I think every business owner has had the fear or still has it that your business could just all end at one point. Entirely. Diversification like, changes it. Yeah. yeah. And when you are financially independent, so for myself right now, it's like we've got property, I've got super, I've got the business, like the chances of all three going to hell are low. Not to mention my skills and network, right? I feel the ability to earn if I needed to is always there as an emergency as well. But I want to jump into this next one, Grant, because um, oh, I feel a like one. it's a, a perfect segue at this point. Is like I want to talk about how, I, how I've changed personally and how people change personally once they become financially independent. So um, in this one here, like the day that I was like, it really hit me that I was financially independent. I think I fundamentally changed as a person. No, you did. You exited the matrix. You did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The best way I could describe it is like, imagine you've got a balloon that's just been like overblown up and is stretched. And someone just releases some air out of the balloon, and that. <laughs> I feel that's how my brain felt. <laughs> and then, like, was it limitless? Like everything slows down around you, and like you start seeing the matrix, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I, I see this all now." It's a bunch of ones and zeros. The world is more beautiful. You <laughs> notice things in a completely different way, and um, I see I, colors I, more vividly. <laughs> I see focus more. Like, yes. 
Uh, and I'll go through some things that I, I have noticed. And again, because I think this is one of the, these are the things that I talk about is like, I am nowhere near as stressed as I used to be. Nowhere you are. Near. If anyone's seen Charlie in the flesh, he's put on muscle and he's got minimal to 0% fat. And he, you are healthier now than I've probably ever seen you. Yeah, health. Definitely massive improvements to my health, not just from a, a mental perspective of stress. So like mental health, definitely like way improved, way less stress, way. And then physical health, massively improved yeah. as well. And I wouldn't say that's because I've necessarily changed my like workout routines or diets in such a significant way that would have that impact. I'm actually pretty convinced it's the change in like stress and business pressure and working hours and things like that. I think it was the whole way I was living in that construct. Yeah. I, I bring it back to like, yeah, that stress piece is huge. And I'm going to completely chalk this up. But they've got, what is it, you stress and de-stress, where one of them is like where you're like freaking out. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to do this, like the flight or flight, the fight or flight mode. This is what I'm going to have to do. Where the other one is like a positive stress, where it's like, I'm stressed, I've got to do these things, or I really want to try to achieve this. Like trying to achieve a PB on a deadlift, like a, pers- a personal best for those who don't know. And that's almost like the stress that I feel that you and I now feel in business. Like we put pressure on each other because we're competitive as all hell <laughs> and we don't want to get one up. But that stress is actually a good stress because it's like, well, what happens if you say, hey, I need to take a slower day? Nothing. Like we're playing a game that is just completely made up by you and I (laughs) where it doesn't matter. So, hey, like let's slow down for a little bit and recalibrate and then go again. And so the stress is actually a positive stress. It's not like we're sort of doing a couple hours a day of work and things like that. Like it's a good stress and enjoyable stress. And I I wholeheartedly agree. Like it's almost. Can Can I give you a couple of examples? Yeah, go, 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 go. All right, so the, I'll give you one that I've noticed is like uh, for myself, if I feel like there's been too much going on in my life, I'll just move meetings now. I'll say, hey, look, I know we had this meeting book. Can we just do it next week? That's what it is. No, I'm yeah, the same. But, um, <laughs> so if there is too much going on is like I'll move, where I never would have done that when I felt yeah. the pressure to earn. I would have been loading more things into the day because it's like I couldn't miss a meeting because it's like that would be I'm not going to make the money that month. Completely. Um, the second one is is like when challenges arise in business or new things is like it used to frustrate me because I used to feel like, oh, it's just another thing I've got to do. Oh, now I've got this problem to deal with where now, and I'll give you the example, is like I've been playing with TikTok ads. and I, I haven't like, seen Charlie. I have not seen that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I feel bad for people following me on social media, the FOMO <laughs> I'm creating. Dude, it, I feel like I'm a kid trying to beat a video game. Yep. I'm in there pressing buttons, trying things, like trying to crack the code of it. And I'm like, I would never have enjoyed the, like to give a really similar example, when I was trying to work out Facebook ads, it's like, I have to work this out so that we can build the clients. I have to fix this so we can build the clients. Where today I'm sitting in there spending my own money on our own podcast ads (laughs) that generate no return. (laughs) Because it's fun. Because it's fun. Yeah. And I just look at it and go, like, that's just a very different way to show up in the world once the pressure to earn has been to removed. That, that's where I love it that it comes back to this stress around, like, have to versus get to. Like, you're just putting this unnecessary stress. Well, no, you're just putting this challenge against yourself because it's, it's like a computer game. It's like a 16-year-old boy sitting in his room playing a computer game trying to win World of Warcraft, <laughs> right? Does he have to do that? Is he stressed? Yeah, sure, but he's loving Every second he'll walk out of that bedroom and say, what happened to my Saturday? <laughs> because he loves it. I have thrown a keyboard because of TikTok ads. Just for any, It's <laughs> like, but we won't go there right now. Like, and, and I just really, um, the irony being is like, as I've done this and uh, done it, we're actually t- like, we're doing TikTok ads now in, in the work we do. So it's like, it's actually turned into a profitable endeavor. I'm not, uh, it's just fascinating to me that it's like, this way of living and what's been created because of no pressure to earn is actually beneficial financially. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a really fascinating insight um, I would just want to throw in there. So, like, go for it. Have you, have you seen yourself pick up, like, more hobbies and stuff now? <laughs> you see, you, you, I mean, that's a loaded question. You totally. know I have. Dude, I'm setting you up. <laughs> I'm just – what's the other thing you post about on social, Shelley? I've gotten really into cooking, right? It's like, I, 
I'll, I'll tell you why. I feel like I, a lot of the things I create and do during the day are on a computer and you can't touch them. They're yeah. invisible things that live on the internet. And don't get me wrong, I'm incredibly proud of them, but at the end of the day, like to prepare a nice meal and do things with my hands, for some reason it's like I've been excited to do that for no other reason but I can. Yeah. Like, And it's been very enjoyable experience to like have hobbies again. For many years I didn't have hobbies. When I first started my business, like I stopped playing golf, I neglected the enjoyment and fun aspect in my life where I just don't do that anymore. My injection of fun is huge. I have more dinners with friends. I do things just for the sake of doing them. It doesn't have to have an outcome. Yeah. I think that's that's one of these things, and I'm going to relate it back to this flyer because the enjoyment, the wealth, and the businesses. So it's like when you when you remo- start removing this pressure, and it's not like a get it to 100. Like imagine you remove the pressure of business by 10, 20, percent and then imagine that you remove the pressure of needing to generate cash by just 10, 20, percent and then imagine that you increase the enjoyment where like your stress decreases by 10, 20%, or you start doing like 10%, 20% more fitness, or like you pick up some other hobbies that take your mind away from like said business by like 10, 20% of what you're doing now. That alone has a compounding benefit, right? <laughs> because as you then turn that 20% to 30% across each one of them, uh, do you think you're going to start making more money? Do you think your business is going to get more profitable? Do you think that you're going to enjoy yourself more? Do you think that your appearance to everybody else is just going to be better? And welcome to the greatest flywheel on the face of the planet. <laughs> it's not a destination. It's not like, oh, when I get complete financial independence. No, 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 no. These things, these deposits just compound upon each other. And I'll bring it back to that weight loss when it comes to like stress, fitness, wealth, <laughs> business. It's just lose that one kilo every single week, every single month, or just like chip away at it. Because- Charlie, you're completely right. Like, I'm I'm sitting here getting voice messages on you whilst you're at the gym, <laughs> like because you just like like you enjoy mixing the enjoyment of fitness with talking to people, with networking. And previously, I guarantee you would have been glued to the computer to network with people. Yeah, every even sitting on the couch in the evenings, like I wouldn't be. Uh, let's say I was on the couch with Bianca and like somebody's on the TV. I'm still trying to actually like convert leads or strike up conversations. Like I, I was that guy. I hate to admit it, but yes, I was. Like Don't business twenty four seven at a point in my life. But even the little like fitness challenges we've had, like we're doing our little kettlebell challenge now that neither of us can run anymore because our knees and <laughs> hips are messed up. <laughs> yes, and I, I hit two hundred kettlebell swings this morning. I'm 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 proud of myself. But totally, like it's this. But we have the time to challenge each other. We have the mental clarity to challenge each other. We don't have everything burning around us in the business and necessary for all this wealth to be generated in order for us just to pay for a lifestyle. Like this is, these are the things that come with this journey to the financial independence. Well, do you know what? Uh, I'll just throw in the comparison to the old version of me here before we move on to the next one. Do we upload I the photo? I used to get up, pardon? Do we upload the photo? We'll upload what photo? Of you back in your agency Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to bring that up. <laughs> uh, for anyone who obviously won't have context on that comment, um, there's some photos of me floating around um, prior when I was in the, uh, we'll say the mid-time of my agency when stress and pressure was in a, at an all-time high. And I was about 20 kilos overweight, um, unshaven, just looking horrible, terrible haircut. Like you could clearly see by the look of my face and everything that it's like this is not a healthy human. And the thing I like about that picture is you're on your phone whilst eating dinner. That's where you, when you close the most leads. <laughs> I uh, know, like, to, but this is what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but and I, I kept that photo because I wanted it as a reminder. I really did because I was not at a good place in my life. And I yep. think sometimes it's a good shock therapy for why it's so important to like, what do they call it? Like where people continually confront death. Like they keep yes. like a skull on their desk to remind them that, it's like, all right, this life isn't permanent. At some point. Yeah, yeah at some point it changes. Now, I've, uh, I'll have throw one out here. Is like I used to get up early, go to the gym, and the framing was that I'm preparing for war. Like I'm going to gym just to get my mind and body ready so I can handle the daily stress of running my business. Then I need a perfectly prepared meal after it. Like I can't, I don't have time to cook or anything. Like I need like muscle chef meals or a pre-made meal option or meals prepped um, in some way or Bianca cook my meal so that I can finish my day, eat and then work and then go to sleep and then do that again. Like that was like how I was running 
my life. And I just said there was no fun in that. It was all for an outcome. Yep. All right, so we're going to jump into the next one now. So just from like the personal side of things, I think that, um, yeah, the enjoyment, the hobbies, the fun, like that is certainly one of the ones. But the next one we're going to go into now is relationships. I love this one. You're a father, Charlie. <sighs> How'd you know? Do you, know? Do you remember? <laughs> do you ever forget? <laughs> How do you feel that it's different now? Okay, so I was financially independent um, at the point of Jack's birth. So I, I, I'm so happy and thrilled that I wasn't a parent when the worst version of me exists, that stressed, angry uh, person that was just like, I've got to make money. Because I will tell you right now that I wouldn't have been a good father at that point. Completely. If Because I had a kid, the pressure to earn was there, it would have only probably made a worse version of me. It would have put on more pressure. I would have become more grindy more desperate and it wouldn't have led to a good place. So the thing that I will look at today is like I can completely recognize that if I was a parent at that point, it would have been worse. Yeah. But I was, you know, being transparent, which I aim to on this show completely, is the idea that, well, I was already at a level of financial independence. Um, I think I was pretty much on Jack's birth. I would have been. Um, so then when I look at that there is like I am a very present father. Like this morning, and it's like, uh, this is actually like a little funny thing is like, I was on the couch with Jack. He was sitting on my lap um, eating popcorn, right? And um, I was talking to him about the podcast we were going to make today. <laughs> then I got a photo. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, so, uh, and like, uh, and I look at that and I go, uh, for everyone else, like in my area, they're all rushing off to work and put their kids in childcare this morning. Yep. And it's like, they don't have this option, right? And it's like, and, and again, I know so many people like uh, they're not in a position where they can do those things, but it doesn't make it any less impactful for me. I was just so incredibly grateful that, to have that option and yeah. be that type of dad. And it's only because I don't have to earn and uh, I can I don't have that financial. I'm sorry, I do have financial independence where I can make that choice. I found it similar. Like Hazel definitely complains less now. Well, I'm so glad you didn't start on the like partner one or the, or the wife one because like I, I just have to say it, I was definitely a shit partner for a good duration of time. Did set like uh, I, I just remember uh, like trying to like here's a great symptom, needing to schedule in a date night just so that she can have time for me. I remember, I remember she took us, she took me out for dinner one night just to get me to do like wedding conversations and stuff like that, like relationship conversations. And she's like, because the only time you're not working or you're not on your phone is like when you're out at dinner with me. So she was like, that would be her time to go and have like serious conversations. <laughs> and I'm like, am I that bad? <laughs> and so that was I hate quite a, quite a while ago when I'm just like, oh, okay, something needs to kind of change because that was the pressure I had, like, and Charlie, you knew me at that time. Like, I was working seven days a week and I was punching the hours just because just because I felt at the time that I had to. And then, obviously, the impact that it has to the relationships around me. Like, I had friends that I didn't see for, like, years. I had a family that I didn't really see, a, a partner that I lived with that, dude, like, I remember when I was living in the Philippines, I was always like delivering food to me <laughs> when we were both living in the Philippines, like at the office. I compared to now, dude, we sit down and we have like every day we have lunches together with no phones. So it's like phones aren't there, talk to each other, what's going on, how we doing, all these things. Like it is just so much more present. We catch up with like all of our friends quite quite a lot more regularly. But just in general, I actually think our relationship is so much stronger since what, Charlie? The business is more successful. The wealth is greater, as well as my fitness is good. The stress is not there, and this is the the flywheel effect that now everything One around compounds me. into the other, right? Completely, because now now it's a force to be reckoned with. Because like, how can you compete against me when I've got a great home life? I got great fitness. I've got great nutrition. I got great like I don't have stress, and I'm playing a game of business. Like, how are you going to compete against someone at their prime? <laughs> like you can't and that's to me that is like the biggest unlocker about everything that we've said and again it's not to a destination it's just everything just goes up so the business the wealth the call it stress and health 
as well as the relationships because now Hazel's so supportive and she's now in and on it to go, what are we doing? How are we going about it? Like what, what are we going to do to push on it? And I, I just could not be more more impressed on just how the entire flywheel just impacts on itself. I wonder if we've done a good job of like actually selling the dream of financial independence on this podcast. I wonder if any business owner who's listened to it would actually like now be more motivated or excited by it. I, I hope that a lot of people do because I know, Charlie, we put a lot of time and effort into not being preachers of, oh, my gosh, just we've done the thing, go and do the thing and, oh, my gosh, like, no, no, no. Like we, I, I think that we've done a good job in articulating the journey but how the journey can improve you to get to that financial uh, independence stage, right? Or that milestone where instead of it's just like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing, greatest thing, take more risk just to get here. It's no, like enjoy it, chip away, do those daily deposits into every single one because as you do that, you'll move closer and closer and closer. And I, I think some of our stories were relatable, let's be fair. All right, so I want to finish this one up on a very key point and I hope people can recognize this. It's not the money that changes things, it's what it unlocks. So mm. it's like once you've got this financial uh, independence piece ticked off, which I it's a thing that I think every business owner should cross. I think it's important. Don't put that stuff off till much later um, from there. But it's all these other things that it unlocks for like how good your life can become, how much Completely. more enjoyable it can become. So it's, it's an unlocker. Not It's not the outcome, it's what comes from it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we wrap this one up? Definitely. You know what? I'm going to wrap this one up today, Charlie. So for everyone who's listening to this, just in case you missed at the start, Charlie sends nudes. Head over, head over to fullstackbusinessowner.com forward slash newsletter. Put your details in. Charlie sends amazing, amazing emails. Uh, reply to them. Interact with them. Like we do joke about this because we're human beings. <laughs> like reply to Charlie. Tell him your biggest woes. Don't send me nudes. That's not a good thing. He's a married man. He's taken. Unfortunately, just don't reply with that. Yeah, don't, reply do talk to it. It. don't reply to it. Don't reply to it. But do reply to it. Do interact with it. We are here. Like this is this is what we enjoy doing. So I'm really happy to interact. But again, I just want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in, and we look forward to catching you on the next episode of Full Stack Business Owner.